Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. So tomorrow is the Democrats' favorite day of the year. It's their holiday. It's their Christmas, their Independence Day, Arbor Day, uh, Ramadan, all rolled into one. Tax Day. It's their favorite day of the year. I mean, they're all out drinking Bud Light right now because it's a party. And I've always said, if it were up to me, to borrow from my good friend Aaron Lewis, if it were up to me, two things would be would be would would be how we pay our taxes. One, tax day would day be the day before election day. And we would eliminate withholding and you would have to well, you would have to file your taxes the day before election day, but you would have to write checks. None of this withholding stuff. Everybody would be treated like a business. You'd pay quarterly, you'd pay bi-weekly, you'd pay whatever it is. You'd have to write a check. And if I had it my way, you might actually have to be assigned, if you're a taxpayer, assigned a recipient family. So if the Democrats want to give, let's say, migrants uh, free housing and free health care and free food or whatever it is, they might be assigned to come collect their check from you. I mean, why... You know, why bounce the money around D.C. and give people, you know, EBT cards and, and, and mass transit cards and all that? Let them just, you know, knock on your door every two weeks and collect their check. We would have a political revolution in this country if that were to happen. But Democrats think paying taxes is moral. And they are, they are debauching the word democracy. Every time I hear a a Democrat say the word democracy, it makes me hate democracy even more. And I say it openly. I hate democracy. I don't hate the democratic process. I love the Constitution. I love the idea of the republic. But what they're talking about is basically creating their own numeric majority. Now, see, the name of this program is The Wilcow Majority. We are actually the majority. But corrupting people, is very, very easy. If you, if you, let me just put it like this. If the federal government, which it is, there's no power. You can't, and I'll open the phones to any Democrat who wants to show it to me. If you could show me any line of text, not any scholarly interpretation, you're reading aloud of the text of the Constitution that allows for the federal government to take money from citizen A for the sole purpose of giving it to citizen B. I'll shut my mouth. I'll shut my mouth. I'll, I'll, I'll say, you're, you're right. Here it is. You, government, under the 14th Amendment, can simply free the numeric minor, majority of people from any contribution to the federal government, win a Democratic majority, and then take money from the 49 and spend it on the 51. Now, something that we've done over the generations, which has only been supported or at least mostly supported by by Democrats, is we create Airfingers, quote, institutions where everyone is guaranteed some kind of output, but no expectation of input. And that's really one of the problems that we have. We see it with government-run education. It's what they would like to do. It's what we are kind of doing with healthcare. That if you contribute, don't contribute, what's the difference I mean, and actually it gets worse than that. The more you pay in taxes, the fewer things you qualify to receive. 
if you pay nothing in taxes, you qualify to receive everything. I mean, we've really kind of upended. Well, it's no wonder why, you know, Democrats are able to go out there and win elections. If you're promising people free stuff, if you're telling them it doesn't matter that there's 30 $1.5 trillion in debt. It doesn't matter that the deficits ballooned already back to a trillion dollars. We're not even halfway through the year yet. What do you care? This is why they love the open border. They love the open border because it gives them an excuse and a reason to spend taxpayer money. And it gets them, it gets them votes. If they had it their way, they would have same-day asylum, same-day citizenship, and, and those people would be immediately whisked off to whatever destination the Democrats need to flip. So if there's a congressional seat here or a state there, that's where these people would go. They would be assigned a living unit, which makes them local residents, same-day voter registration, and off to the polls they go, and in one election, that'd be the end. So maybe I, maybe I ought to augment the name of the program the Wilkow taxpaying majority. Because I can't, I, I would be hard-pressed, and look, you'll get people who virtue signal, you'll get people who will say, oh, you know, I pay taxes and I support these things, which probably tells me you've got some secret stash of cash somewhere, or you've already, you've already made your millions. In other words, you're not paying for your politics. You're not you're you're not paying for your your bleeding heart virtue signaling phony morality. But again, there's no morality in paying taxes. And the problem that we are facing right now, and there's not a single person that could argue against this. That's why I say it's perfectly executed political analysis. That's why I say the arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. The federal government, keyword federal government was given 18 enumerated powers. There's always one idiot who says, you know, they have the power to lay and collect taxes. That's true. That is true. And the Constitution was amended to allow them to collect an income tax. That's true. I don't deny it. But that did not give them new powers of spending. And this idiotic notion that you could tuck every single thing, well, it says common defense and general welfare. Well, then that, then, then, why bother with a constitution? You should have ended it right there. They could provide for the common defense and general welfare or promote the common defense and general welfare, and that's it. Federal government can do as it pleases. If the Democrats didn't control the bureaucracies, if they didn't control the federal agencies at the bureaucrat level, they would never agree that the government can do as it pleases. You have to remember, in the 70s, it was the Democrats that stood up the pike in church commissions. Those were Democrats that led those. You sure you want a government that can do whatever it wants? Now, there are some academic leftists that really believe the government should have no limits on its power to do good. And that sounds great when you're talking to children. My own daughter said something like that this weekend. She was like, why can't everything be free in the mall on Saturday? And I was like, well, I had to explain it to her because she's 10. And that's the way she looks at the world. And when I explained to her taxes and what daddy pays in taxes and what the government does with daddy's taxes, she had a little bit of a different view. But I expect a 10-year-old to want 
stuffing them all to be free because they're 10 and they don't understand. It's like if you ask most 10-year-olds, unless you grew up on a cattle ranch or whatever, you ask most 10-year-olds, where does a hamburger come from? They're going to give you the name of some fast food restaurant because a 10-year-old doesn't understand the supply chain of the cattle ranch, the slaughterhouse, the processing center, you know, the warehouse, the the truck the truck routes and logistics and then how that hamburger ends up on a grill or whatever and then before it's stuck out the window in your kid meal or whatever. And who would expect a 10-year-old to understand that? And on some level as parents, you know, whether it's the Easter bunny or Santa Claus or are the people inside that costume really, you know, that princess or that mouse or whatever it is, you let 10-year-olds have, to the best of your ability, uh, you know, a fantasy belief. But it's almost as if Democrats still believe this stuff when they're like 40. There is no morality in the tax code. And when I, you hear Biden screaming and yelling or Democrats screaming and yelling about, you know, teachers or firefighters or nurses or cops paying taxes, it's not a question of morality. If actually, if there's anything that's immoral, it's the waste and abuse of our tax dollars. When you have a bunch of people sitting in Washington, D.C., who don't actually work for a living, many of them, who have everything handed to them, who are the first to be fed, the lights never go out, there's never a shortage. In Washington, D.C., amongst the people who make the decisions about what to do with our money, there's never going without. Right? Never going without. So it means nothing to them to waste a billion here or a billion there or a billion over here. It doesn't matter to them. It's not their money. They didn't have to earn it. They don't have to budget for the next year, the next quarter. They don't have to make payroll. They don't have to deal with supply chain issues. They're just there in the oasis being fat, happy, and well-fed. The immorality is the waste of our tax dollars on the cause celebre of whatever politician is putting in a request for said funding. And here's another one. I'll make this easy on you. I'm just a dumb right-wing nutcase talk show host who doesn't believe anything he says. Doesn't believe anything he says. I read on your biography that you were a rock DJ. It's true. I was. So riddle me this. How is it more efficient? There are 50 states. All 50 states have a Department of Education, some form of health and human services, the ability to provide infrastructure, you name it. Almost everything the federal government does is first done by the states. How is this efficient? A taxpayer residing in a state that is protected by the 10th Amendment to the United States Constitution, pays a levied tax by the federal government that can involve even his or her own elected senators, which is another thing we should get rid of. They pay their taxes, their money goes away to Washington, D.C. Then the states claim poverty in infrastructure, health care, 
education, whatever it is. And there's a lot of back and forth, right? In the House, in the Senate, the White House plans a budget, right? If you could show me one line of text in the Constitution that says that the White House is supposed to originate the budget, I'll also shut up. Trump had a, yeah, I, I get that. I'm not talking about any one president. Show me the line of text. and See, this is the problem. I'm right about all of this. I'm not giving you an, opi- an opinion. I'm, I'm giving you bulletproof, perfectly executed political analysis. There's no such thing in the Constitution as the president, the White House, the Office of Management and Budget, or anyone else for that matter, originating the budget for the government of the United States. There's only one place where that originates, and it's in the House of Representatives, not even the Senate. All bills for raising revenue shall originate in the House of Representatives. We don't do that anymore. We're not following our constitutional order. But anyway, tax dollars go from the state to the federal government. And they go round and round and round the appropriations process. And every member of Congress and every senator actually wants to bite off more than they've contributed. And all the causes are just. It's for health care. It's for education. It's for infrastructure. we got to have an infrastructure bill. Everyone loves infrastructure bills. Yay, infrastructure bills. Republicans love infrastructure bills. Democrats love infrastructure bills. Big corporations love them. The unions, everybody loves an infrastructure bill. Now the game is played where all the money went to Washington. And now every member of Congress getting calls from local mayors, and constituent groups and county commissions and all that have to fight for their share of the of the of what of, of the money to come back for the very purpose that it was intended but if would have just stayed in the state really you should be arguing and lobbying and cajoling if you live in New York and Albany if you live in Florida Tallahassee Right? If you live in California, Sacramento, that should be where your argument is. Not in Washington, D.C. Almost everything the federal government does in front of us, it's not supposed to be doing. And yet, we just we just keep going on complaining and politicians come along and say, I will, I will get into, I'm going to change Washington. We are going to roll back the waste, fraud, and abuse. And then there's no rolling back of the waste, fraud, and abuse. And anyone that believes that central planners who are just governing things and people and places they've never been to and never met before is also ludicrous. That there is a class of people that emanate from a handful of major universities, that these people are so beyond smart, they are, they're extraterrestrial, according to John Kerry, that they could, they could sit in a room in Washington, D.C. and know what every human being in this country needs is beyond ridiculous. Nobody's that smart. And certainly not people that just, I, I'm a political science major. Oh, great. Does that make you a technocrat with unlimited authority to dictate the world around you? Wine six ninety five patriot 957-2874. But one little note here. I've noticed some reporting on what tomorrow's cash cash haul will be and whether or not and whether or not that will affect um 
negotiations over the debt limit. Like I said, I'm not ready to uh, climb into Kevin McCarthy's lap and lick his face. But I like the fact that he's holding the line and is standing standing firm. That the Democrats are gonna are gonna give up something. They're gonna give a concession. Wine six ninety five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. We are right, they are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125.